Hello, and welcome to Divisive Issues, the foul-mouthed, spoiler-filled comic book podcast where two fans and two non-comic book fans discuss controversial and noteworthy comic books and comic book history. I'm Ryan. And I'm Sly. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. And we today made we're doing it. A pa- <laughs> <laughs> and today we're doing a Patreon request. Yes. So thank you to our dear Patreon backer, David, who has actually been trying to get us to do this for a long time, and he finally gave us money, so we'll do it now. <laughs> yeah, that's Thanks, the only David. way you can convince us. Makes sense to me. Uh, David, actually, for longtime fans, is the one who suggested we do Superman Grounded those many moons ago. <laughs> wow, he's been a longtime fan. Yes. Did he suggest the Marjong comic tour? Oh, yep. yes, he yeah, did. He did. Yeah. Oh, I like that one a lot. Yeah, that's, I, thought, I assumed this was going to be a uh, manga, too, but no, uh, it's called Kaiju Max. Yes, yeah, so this is by Xander Cannon. And yeah. it's published by Oni Press. We don't, we haven't done a whole lot of indie books. Indie stuff, yeah. Yeah, Oni Press. They do. They did Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Mm-hmm. They, do, they do a lot of Rick and Morty. Uh, they do. They do like uh, what they what they call the real mainstream, which is because you know superheroes are kind of mainstream now, but regular comic books aren't, and not the style of them. Mm-hmm. So they're more like what what a person who likes like Adult Swim might like to want to read rather than what a mm-hmm. comic book reader want to read. So and I've read a lot of like. Uh... I, I like I read Local by Oni Press, and that's like a Brian Wood book. It's like more in the vein of like the stuff Daryl and I really like, the like autobiographical, sad person talks mm-hmm. about how like they have emotional issues with people kind of books. But yeah, this is a very unique book. We're doing the first six issues. It's uh, season one of Kaiju Max, Terror and Respect. And what? how would you describe the elevator pitch for this book? Uh, we can just read what it says. On a remote island in the South Pacific lies Kaiju Max, a maximum security prison for giant monsters. We humans don't care if these creatures are metaphors from anti-different cubists. They need to be contained. Follow Electrogor as he learns the hard way whom to trust, which gangs to avoid, and when, on the, when to take on the big man to show you're not to be trifled with. So Basically, it's, it's prison, but with For giant, giant monsters. Godzilla yeah. monsters. It's Orange yeah. is the New Black, but just swap out all the... For us. <laughs> literally. <laughs> like, like, specifically I, I, I literally us. said that. I was like, it's Orange is the New Black with... Uh, I, missed, I missed that part. Fuck you. Uh, no, no, I didn't say it, I didn't say it here. I meant... Oh. Uh, I was, I, oh, I Because I, 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 I always fucking like, talk over you guys. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was, I was I like, I missed that part. Fuck you. <laughs> now, one thing I, I no, because you always, I always do it. And I'm like, fuck you out of frustration. <laughs> one thing that I really like about a lot of indie books, Image does this too, is if you're interested in reading like the first arc, this is the first six issues, and the trade is only ten bucks. That's the cover price mm-hmm. of it. And the only thing that I have a note on is it. They also have like the genres on it, and it says prison drama, kaiju, and humor. Did you guys find this book humorous? No, no. That's that's one important <laughs> thing. It is. The co- cover art, like the art in general, is very, very colorful. Very cartoony almost. Trigger Warning's book has rape, abortion, and bestiality yeah. in it. Yeah, so, yeah, content warning. All This is a, like, deep look at, like, the issues within the prison system. And there are, like, anything that comes up in that regard is pretty much in here. Yeah, it's really, and like, if you've seen, like, a prison drama, like, mm-hmm. it's just that with monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. even though, like... like People get shanked, even though in the monster, these are actually like Godzilla monsters. If, if, if these yeah. get shanked in the monster movie, they'll be very much shorter than they actually are. But I mean, not like, even just shanked; like yeah. it gets pretty yeah. grim. But, but I mean, like I mean, like they're, by by logic of the story, they're like regular people, pretty much. Yeah. Now, actually, in that regard, I do want to just ask you guys before we get into it. There's been a lot of discussion. There was a recent episode of Short, Colorful, and Loud on our network about this too. Is the whole like monsters or you know, fantasy creatures stand in for, like, groups of people as, like, a metaphor. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I, like, I never really know how I feel about it because sometimes I do feel like it is, 
I don't know, it can reach a larger audience that way than like actual like racial satire. But then on the other half, I'm like, it's kind of weird that, that we have that to dehumanize people. Yeah, that you're to saying do minorities satire. are monsters. <laughs> yeah, it's I always find that to be like touchy do you feel yeah. like in that regard that this is do you think this does it successfully or not there are some things that are as if you like kaiju movies that it's like you, you'll smile at a certain like little references like how they yeah, do things yeah, yeah. like where they where they're working out you see them pushing down a building but it's just like their weight machine like their weightlifting thing is <laughs> yeah. like they step on buildings and they run on cars for like or, treadmills or, or whatever one of the big things with this is there are a lot of references to other things yeah, whether it be godzilla or ultraman mm-hmm. and it's like that stuff is interesting to pick out where you find it and you're like, oh, this is cool. Like this character design's kind of like this, or the things that they specifically say they reference, like specific characters in Godzilla, and yeah. it's like that stuff is neat. And then, man, this book really gives me a lot of conflicting feelings. Like, yeah, when I yeah, finished yeah, it, sure. I was like, oh man, I don't and, know. And the fact that like, you know, prison prison shows or prison stories for me are always like I'm always kind of torn on them because I'm like, the point is to be like prisoners are human beings and yes. you need to be like mm-hmm. you know stop thinking of them as monsters but then a lot of times in in them the majority of the people there are like shitheads they're like yeah. killers or rapists yeah like any any kind of like rapist and it can't really be humanized and, and then so you have like always like in all these prison stories like the main characters like i'm here kind of not on that big of a reason but like mm-hmm. everyone around them is an asshole and so the fact that they're humans, I'm like, well, they're still human beings that got down on this path. Yeah. We're here with, with monsters. I'm like, I want them out even less. Like they're, they have to eat humans and step on buildings and stuff as like part of their existence. It's <laughs> so like, how, how would you not want them in a, I, I didn't get why they could keep them trapped in here and not destroying them. I mean, it's specifically for, I'm pretty sure like he could come up with some kind of like reason around it, but it's specifically just for the parallel between like the monsters and the, yeah. the Cause, prisons. Cause I, was, I was just thinking about this in terms of being, because I was thinking like the kaiju stuff doesn't really work for me, like except, cause, like except aside from the cute references, because like kaiju movies, they never, it's not like there's a dark underbelly to kai, to like Ultraman or anything. They yeah. destroy the monsters when they fight, like they, they explode, like there's yeah. no like. Maybe we, it's, it's like. If this is some future where they can recognize the sentience of the monsters, they're like, it would be wrong to kill them. If they well, don't that's one killed. thing that I think that they do talk about is this seems to be like, it's not a standard kaiju world where it is. It's more of like a Pacific Rim where it's in the future enough where they actually do have the technology to contain them. Not that they can contain them in Pacific Rim, but like it's in like the near future where they have like more advanced technology where they can capture them. They don't have to kill them. So... I don't know. It's just I find that I I, I, I I would think they'll still like for reasons Phil stated they would uh, probably euthanize these creatures just for the sake of preserving. Humanity. Yeah, I also yeah. think you guys again. You're thinking like that's when I started reading this. I thought it it was gonna like build on some ideas of like what are kaiju's? Why would you put them in jail? Why would you do this? And it's very clear that this book doesn't want to examine that thoroughly. It really is just it just wants to parallel between a prison system, but it wants to substitute certain words and phrases in with like kaiju related words rather than thinking about like why would you have them here how does this work in the world like it's not interesting that as much as it is just like isn't it funny that these guys say my lizas instead of the n-word Instead of Godzilla, they say Gorge. Uh, instead, you know, instead of God, they, they say, say oh Gorge in reference to Godzilla. I now, one up. thing I do want to just point out is, at least for me, like I felt the same way, but I didn't really thought about it. And I actually was reading this while I was reading a bunch of people arguing about, to date the podcast, uh, 
about Julian Assange and what we should do with him because he was just arrested this morning. But like, I saw a lot of people that it came up with like in the same thing as like Chelsea Manning and Edward Snowden. And I saw lots of people saying that they were like heroes, but a lot of people were saying like these people are traitors and should be put to death. And I was seeing a lot of talk about prisoners in our world. And I've heard a lot of people say like, I hear like from a lot of people in my life that I don't necessarily agree with being like, if you kill a cop, you should be murdered and put down right away. Or like all sorts of different crimes. Like the same thing. I read an article today about how like Texas wants to start giving the death penalty to people who have abortions. And like seeing the argument of like, wouldn't the real world just kill them? I feel like that's also the way a lot of people in America talk about our criminal justice system. Like mm-hmm. these people are monsters. We should just kill them. No, but these are actually like, they I know. Can say, I know. They destroy cities. That, that, that's I know. The they're not but, directly analogous. They, they, these can't coexist with humanity. Like in movies and stuff, they step on fucking people all the time. Like you I can't know. have these around regular Yeah. Things. But what I'm saying is in the world of hyper of heightened fear mongering, I see similar type conversations about actual human beings that like as I was reading it, I felt like maybe the parallels are stronger than I thought. But I just wanted to say, like, I had the same exact thoughts as you guys, but then seeing the rhetoric that a lot of people in this country use when talking about actual criminal justice, I'm like, eh, maybe it's not as much of a stretch as I thought it was. Yeah, which, but, is, why, which is why he does this for the, the the peril is pretty good. I mean, if you don't like to think about, like, the, the people inside yeah. the prison as monsters, it's like, it is like a good, the, the language is... Um, for me, yes. that, uh, when you asked that question beginning, like, is this a good idea to parallel fictional creatures with humans? That makes me think it's not, because it's never directly analogous. Uh, like, yeah. these are not directly analogous to yeah. a, a people in real life potentially being yeah. Right. yeah, because then you look at them, it's like, well, the kaijus have to be killed because they, they literally yeah. will kill us. Absolutely. And, like, that's the same thing when people are like, why doesn't Batman kill the Joker? And it's like, well, even if you're anti-death penalty, you know, the Joker did kill a hundred million people, you know, like... I yeah. understand. Un- that's yeah. why I feel like going into this, I wanted to see more of an idea of like, what would you do if you had giant monsters that were sentient yeah. rather than like actual just a prisoner parallel? And also, this is why I wanted to bring up like the question of like, how problematic is it to use like, you know, instead of actually telling a story about prison, why don't we pretend they're monsters and like those weird parallels? Because it does make you question like, well, if these were real people, would this be a more powerful parallel and would it be less demeaning it's also hard because like it is it's more demeaning to make the monsters but also if you just made them minorities the people that need to realize that need to come to the realizations about their humanity may not read those books because they don't they're not interested in that mm-hmm. whereas you could read something about monsters and then you're like well these monsters shouldn't be treated this way and then you start thinking oh this group that i may not like or may have some prejudices against shouldn't be treated this way either but to backlash against that the people who would not want stories about minorities or whatever oh, uh, they would read this anyway. and, and get the wrong message anyway they yeah. wouldn't make the connection like oh uh, these are like the black people i hate in my everyday life they will not make the connection these are the type of people that, that, that view stormtroopers as the favorite characters in star wars this is actually why i wanted to bring it up because on circle of the it was like the same conversation where it was like well you know when you have a movie where it's like they're animals you know they they represent like minorities and it's like mm-hmm. yeah but that has like some issues to it but and then you think well maybe they're just trying to like subtly give people this moral lesson but Again, I totally agree with you, Sly, that the people that don't want to see those lessons aren't going to find them here either. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting, possibly, to hear from stories of people that would find this effective or this got them into more stories similar to this, where they're like, oh, this is an actual problem. Like, this is an introductory to, like, more prison shows and getting them interested in prison reform. Yeah. For me, uh, 
I would say it's more effective to have actual uh, minor like for me like reading stuff like Black Panther and Luke Cage as a kid mm. uh, is a better uh, way to teach lessons like that rather than doing an- analogs like this. Yep. I, I don't disagree with that. I, I don't disagree either. Especially so, because if these were all humans, I think only the main character you'd be like, oh, he should maybe be free. Yeah, everyone else, I hate fucking Harry Cockney's book, yeah. by the way. <laughs> Except, oh, and then the goat guy. But <laughs> Yeah. But, but. So, uh, so, anyway, now that was all the big, like, big picture type of talk. Let's actually get into the book itself. So it opens up with um, Wait, first, main character. first, I have to do <laughs> you guys' thing. How do you feel about Xander Cannon's art? It's okay. I like it, but it doesn't feel appropriate for his book. I think that's on purpose. Like, yeah, but it's... it feels like uh, this is a problem with. Um, I can imagine like kids reading this book because the art looks colorful, <laughs> and, and I would say stop, don't do that, child. He does. Yeah. He does have a picture of his son drawing, like the drawing of his main character in here. I was like, and and then in like below it, he said, "I won't. I haven't let my son read this book." because yeah, <laughs> he clearly knows it's too much. It's hard because like. It is on purpose for the tonality difference, but there are some parts of it that are, like, so tonally different that I'm, like, I just don't, like, I yeah. know that's supposed to be cartoony to lure you in and be, like, isn't this fun? Like, ha, giant monsters. And then you're, like, oh, actually, it's very dark and depressing. But I was, I was actually thinking, like, uh, this this is why Mark Millar, the tone of Mark Millar books works is because he always gets very realistic artists mm. to set up the, the stage yeah. for them. And so, like, they're, 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 like, ugly, dirty worlds, but the artists make, like, very realistic depictions of the world, while here's a big contrast between the colorfulness yeah. of the characters and the horrible things going on. Yeah, I think it's too wide of a contrast. Like, you could do yeah. a story about, like, a serial killer in a My Little Pony style, but it doesn't mean that they, like, they meld in a, in a yeah, kind of interesting way where you're like, oh, this is, like, this is a really cool contrast. Instead, it's just, like... Like, wow, like, this is just really sharp. Especially with how, like, bright the colors he uses are and, like, how big the eyes are on a lot of his characters, like, the monsters. I would be really curious if we do Happy by Grant Morrison anytime soon because it's literally both of those styles in the same book. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't tell if you would like it or hate it, but <laughs> that's for another conversation. Oh, and one other thing I just want to mention. This book came out in 2016, so it is... Like definitely one of the most modern books we've ever done. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, and only uh, only press by the way. They they don't do like long form series really. They do like this. This is released in seasons. So we're yeah, doing this one. yeah we're doing season one. They have mm. also released season two or three, which I have but haven't read them yet. Okay. So where do we start? Uh, our main character Electrogore is being towed by an aircraft carrier. He's a big orange Godzilla. bug Godzilla dude with like green bulbs on his back. Like yeah, like spores. Yeah. And he's being tor- towed in by this. Uh, by this aircraft carrier, and he's like, "You think you give you have the right to do this?" And he starts speaking broken English because I guess, they, like, they speak monster language, which he speaks fluently. But then when he goes to speak to the humans, he's like not that great at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the guard is basically saying, "Shut it, cloaker," which seems to be like a derogatory word for them. Yeah. Um, this gives me the power, so respect it. And he's pointing to his chest, and you're like, "I don't really know what that means. Is this badge or something?" Mm-hmm. They'll 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 explain that later. And he says, I'm just trying to feed my children. They're, I need to get back to them. They're hungry and scared. You're monsters is how it opens. And he's and crying. I, and and he's the crying. only reason I do like the R for the most part, it, I mean, like, aside from the tonality differences, like, isolated, I like the, the mm-hmm. designs because you could tell, like, a lot of other characters, 
from the designs. Like, it's only two likable characters like they're constantly going to cry. So they have, like, these puppy dog guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And one thing I do want to point out, in a monster book, I think the monster designs are very important. And I find yeah. pretty much every monster design very interesting and, like, fun to look at and very contra- I th- like. I think they're okay. They're very, they're almost like if a kid drew a monster and then, the, the like, an artist took that mm. design and drew it I into... I can see that. Uh, but... The yeah. thing is, uh, he based it specifically on Ultraman and Ultraman, like Power Rangers. That that is like what those k- kind of designs are. So I yeah, they do have a lot of ugly ones. That's why I don't like. I don't like the designs. But I mean, there's a lot of monsters from there I don't like either. So it's like, mm. I guess he, fair, he fair. did well. It basically opened up with a new crew of inmates, and they're basically like, you know, we gotta blend in. Don't show teeth to nobody. You know, blend yep. in. A, a big part of this book is that there's multiple factions that it takes a look at. Like it looks at all the the prison guards, like their stuff. And it takes a look at like different factions of uh, crime. Like one of them. I mean, they're, they're prison gangs. Yeah. One of them is led by a Godzilla analog, who's like this big hero type. One of them is led by Volcano, which is weird. Yeah. yeah. Another one's just a bunch of robots, like all the roboticized, like Mega Godzilla type they're dudes. The, are. Like born again Christians. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know how the Volcano one works. Like, was he just? Is he, does he just? Did they just plant him here? Like, how? Does <laughs> I find him the funniest because he doesn't even talk with words. He just has like these like, symbols. symbols that come out. Yeah. Yeah. Like fire um, and then a fish hook. And so it's established that our Electrogore has kids and he he was off um, trying to find food for his kids when he got grabbed. And tried to put food on his family, but um, uh, we, yeah. cut to, we cut to the kids temporarily and something happens to them. Like they get attacked off screen. Mm-hmm. We don't get to see what happens at first, first of the comic. And then Electrogore is going through his intake stuff and the warden of the prison, Warden Kang, is basically like, oh, you know, Wake up! You. It looked exactly like every warden and like every yeah, leader, yeah. like in like a like a uh, you know like a super kind, center. Kind of looks like Commissioner show. Gordon. <laughs> yeah, he has like, like always like a leader type, like a mustache, yeah. gray hair. Like yeah. I'm here to talk about this. And he's like, "Oh, your mind somewhere else for the cavity search, huh? Uh, tell me about your kids. You know, basically, humans are better than you. We get pushed down, but we always fight and back. This is where I was interested because he's like, "Tell me about your kids," because I want to like he wants to bring the kids here. And this is where I was like, there could be an interesting like describe to me why you let like kids stay in prison in this world because that's that's a really good point. That's very like, different, but that's well, I never... think it's that they're because cool, like even kids like at one point he's talking about how like they're so small and a guard is like, "Are they though? They're still the size of buildings." And like mm. I think that that's done that like. Even though they're children, they're still getting put in general population because they're mm. monsters. Mm. You know, oh, they're getting tried oh, as adults. Yeah. Okay, But then it's like the Godzilla dude, the God Whale or whatever his name is. Like, his kid's like a kid. Yeah, like he's yeah. Like, a, like, a, like a toddler. But still bigger than humans, though. I know, but the, the thing is, like, they'll get eaten alive, literally get eaten alive by monsters. Like, they eat, monsters eat each other's young. Like, they would get eaten alive. Oh, okay, one thing I want to point out. That they do reveal or say or whatever. The little kid that is in prison, the big like ape whale or whatever, yeah. his kid was conceived and born on prison. Oh, yeah. okay. It's it, like on prison land. He, I think he like comes in the volcano or something. That's the implication. And then the kid comes out. I don't know. They don't yeah, really talk about I, no, it. I think you are right about that. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned that. But it's like the warden's giving this whole speech where I'm like, I think I would agree with him, though, because he's like, you've been destroying <laughs> humanity for thousands of years. It's humanity's turn. We have made a world where we can have peace, where we keep the rules. The rules keep everyone in line. Uh, you know, we keep the weak safe from the strong. Uh, and this is the last place that monsters can exist. So you better tell me where your kids are. And I'm like... Why, like, yeah, why would you not do this if humans have been murdered by monsters for... And then you see how they treat these kaiju, and then you're like, oh, this is why. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but then, but then people who like Philip, but also people like we said, like people who read this and get the wrong message, they'll read this and say, "Yeah, like these these soldiers are fucked up, and this is a very traumatizing experience." Yeah, but you have. But to. they're preserving all of civilization by doing yeah. this, and they'll, they'll view that as all of these. Western civilization. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and that's one of the things that we do see like right away a variety because there is also this like small like small relative to kaiju's. He's still like the size of a building, but mm-hmm. this like goat guy who was just like in this mountain and he scared some hikers, and he's still put in general population with these huge monsters that like eat thousands of people and it's just like when all the criminals are treated the same they're all put in the same place and like this wouldn't be a good place for kids like Sly said these monsters eat kids yeah Yeah. this this goat guy and electric are like the the two of the three like sympathetic characters in this whole book and they do not get any reprieve at all yeah the the goat guy ends up being electric uh like crater mate (laughs) yes and uh, then we see this other guy called the Hellmoth. Well, the goat guy's where... like, he, because he ran into one of the gangs, the Volcano Gang, and he was told to, like, to rope this guy in as well. So he's like, hey, if you want to find out how to get your kids back, go talk to Hellmoth over here. He's a big yeah. moth that has all these tattoos, so you know he's he's hard. What I found funny, too, was when he calls, he's like, hey, are you Hellmoth? He's like... That's like what the humans call me in their like paperback novels. Uh-huh. Yeah, like that. That's not my real name. Like here's my yeah. my my real. That's my name. slave name, basically. Yeah, yeah, really. And he does have a tattoo that says "To the Flame," which is pretty good for a big moth man. <laughs> yeah, and he's basically Electrogore is like, "Can you find my kids? Um, you know, this place is horrible. They can't come here." And he pulls one of those green scales off his back, and he's like. They eat my kids. Eat these. Can you take it and leave it in the Aleutian Islands, and they'll know I'm alive. Uh, it's uranium. <laughs> yeah, and which is not a weird thing because that becomes a huge. They, 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 uranium is like a drug for monsters, so mm-hmm. this guy becomes a deal later on. So, it's, so like, he doesn't become a deal later. He's forced to like. I, he's forced yeah. to, but like, yeah. it's, like it's, yeah. it's, it's weird. Like now the biology is being coming to play, and they have these yeah. drugs growing in the back of their on their backs. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I'll go help. Yeah, sure. And then. Um, we cut to uh, the two gangs standing off, Ape Whale and <laughs> the Don or something. Fun fact, uh, Godzilla, Gojira, uh, the, name for God, the Japanese forget about Godzilla really means God Whale. So. Oh, okay. Oh, that's yeah. why. Yeah, he's... Mm-hmm. Uh, or Gorilla Whale, sorry. But, uh, but you know, still applicable. Gorilla Whale. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's cute, too, because his son is literally Godzilla Jr., like from the, the Yeah, the, the old the movies, show. too. Because yeah. he's just this big, dumb doofus that has a little boyfriend. Not not a boyfriend, a boy. A little that's his friend, friend who's a boy, <laughs> yeah. and that's yeah. a reference to Godzilla's Revenge, which is like the worst Godzilla movie, where a little kid's bullied and he imagines himself on Monster Island, mm-hmm. being friends with Godzilla Junior. Oh. But here they do a, they do a darkened version of that. Ah, uh, that's interesting. See, I, I just want it to be known that I still enjoyed this book and don't know anything about monster movies. So like, even though there's lots of like winks and nods and stuff, it's like we talked about last episode on the Shazam stuff. Like, I never felt like like I got that they were referencing things but i didn't it didn't attract it for me really sure i feel like your enjoyment of it is like greatly heightened though whereas the shazam stuff you don't need to notice the, what the trash okay. can no, is I shaped think like that's very fair. whereas here it's like when the guy talks to me he's like that's my tokusatsu name which is what the uh all the all the television stuff is called in japan i'm also generally just more okay with rolling with it than sure the but, average but for reader, me so there, like... there was a lot of you had to do a lot of rolling with it if you didn't get it hmm. Okay. Like, there's one sentence that came up that had like four references in it, and I was like, "Jesus Christ!" <laughs> like, you you can you can make up the stuff. Like, it can go in your head. Like, what words go where? But it's yeah. still like it's way more meant for kaiju fans. Yeah, and they reference yeah kaiju and like Super Sentai stuff. Yep. Uh, just like all the time, and so 
they're the the gangs are fighting about like who's gonna have what turf outside of you know the prison you know after. and they expect uh the main character like Gore, whatever his name is uh to join in but Electric especially because they're like hey we did you a favor uh yeah we're gonna go find your kids so here's a shank <laughs> It's like a it's made out of a, It's made out of a hull of a ship. Oh, okay. They're like we some spare hull lying around. You can make a ship out of that. <laughs> Apparently, like it must. I assume it must be some like you know mech mech armor shiv. Yeah. Yeah. And um, but uh, he doesn't want to do the shiving. Electric Gore decides to fight the uh, guards instead. Yeah. Basically, there's a, a fight that breaks out in the in the in the courtyard between the. Born again Christian Mecha Godzillas and the fucking ape gang or the yeah yeah the, gang. The, all the gangs just fight and all the guards are basically Ultraman they, tr- they tr- go go yeah and say, this Stop, this shocked fight. me actually so this is where we reveal what he meant when he said like this is what gives me the power the and he warden hits his chest hits his chest he hits that badge and he grows super big super yeah. big like big, way bigger than the kaiju mm-hmm. yeah and. Uh, this is how they enforce law. Even though they're tiny little humans, whenever fights break out or anything, they just turn giant and kick the shit out of the kaiju. Mm-hmm. And, and so Electric Gore like, doesn't... like their guard designs. Yeah. Electric Gore doesn't want to fight, like, he doesn't want to shake that one guy, so instead he picks a fight with the warden to sh- show that he's, like, a tough guy. And so he just gets, like, his ass beat and flung into the air, and then he gets put into solitary at the very end. It's yeah. funny, or not, maybe it's not funny, but, like, again, dark, in, dark inversion here where it's, like, the 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 warden beating up Electra Gore is like a typical like Ultraman kaiju fight where he's swinging around by his tail and throwing him into the air, uh-huh. and it's like so it's a bit it's a bit inverted though because uh, the Ultraman like beat the shit they're, they're, like the, the monsters don't stand a chance against Ultra, the Ultraman like they they're ultra them they're stronger than them they, they're, like, yeah it's like a competition and as he's getting put into solitary confinement with his his face all bloodied um, he meets one of the guards named Gupta. And he's like, hey, yeah, I've made a lot of mistakes here too. Uh, we'll be around for here for a while, so I'll get you know, I'll talk to you later about this stuff. Um, just want you to know, you know, we get uh, all kinds here in Kaiju Max. For example, there was this town in America that got wiped out by this uh, by this one monster, big white, a lot of ink on his wings. But we had to let him go today on a technicality, Helmoth. Uh, yeah. And he actually he actually ate all his witnesses for his crime, you know. And he eats men, women, children. So who knows where he's going? That's the one where he told where his kids are because he's like, yep. go give them my food. And Gupta but, looks yeah. back at him and he goes, eyes are everywhere. Yeah, already I'm like, did he just eat his kids then? Is that what you're doing? On the first issue, you're like, oh, his kids got killed. Yeah, and that's the end of issue one. Pretty bleak. Uh, and spo- yeah. spoilers that Gupta guy is the real main character. He has more screen time than any other character in his book. <laughs> yeah, I, w- yeah I-, I guess. <laughs> So, because it, Ichi 2 opens with Gupta going up the asshole one monster because they have contraband up there. They literally put weapons in their ass tied into a squid. Yeah, and since you're... And a sail. <laughs> and a sail. And Gupta's like, I fucking hate this job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then Electric Ore is having, like, flashbacks of, like, his when he was protecting his kids that he had to, pro- like, there's a boat that was out on the water that he had to go attack because they would have known where his kids were and everything. Apparently he feeds on electricity, so uh, he was the, he chews on like the Trans-Pacific cable that goes between the the, yeah. oh, the continents. <laughs> yeah, and he meets like another uh, prison guard, basically person that he's 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 just begging like everyone to go help his kids, but it's like no one can. They're like, look, I'm not like this isn't what I get paid to do. I'm not gonna go against my 
supervisors and everything. And I like at one point she's like, listen, you seem decent and all. You're more of like an anti-hero or force of nature kind of kind. You're more than a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then Gupta, it shows him that he grows up into his big Ultraman armor and he goes around selling drugs like electricity to all of the, the rest yeah, of the Yeah, it's funny. It's, it's either electricity for some of them. For some of them, they, they smoke cigarettes, but they're like shit, like smokestacks because they're like just mm-hmm. smoking pollution, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And one of the uh, guys is like, is like hassling him. So he rips off his arm. Yeah. He's yeah. like, what about that? You, the uranium. And he rips off his arm. And then he says, it's just going to grow back later. And he says, I wish I could get rid of you all for good. So we know he's like monster racist. Yeah, he yeah, wants to. He just wants to eliminate them. He's the uh, Phil Daryl and Sly of the prison that thinks <laughs> hey, all these hey, all these hey, monsters I'm should not be eliminated. In here. I'm not included with this. <laughs> and, and there's no, there's no, not much uh, nuance to this character. He's just he, like there's never a point where you're like, oh, I get to see how he has a family to take care of. No, he's, he's a dick throughout. The like, one just, thing is, this is revealed later. Is he like he goes to the movie? He has gambling debts, but that, that's not like oh, I, I'm sympathetic. I actually kind of yeah. like that because like. There's a part of me, like, to go back to, like, when we complained about Crash a lot on our old show, Oops, I Talk Politics, where it's like, no, it's 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 not that he's racist, it's that he has a hard life. Like, yeah. this guy just wants money and to feel big. That's it. And, well, like, if you're going to do, like, a prison story about, like, how prison is, like, uh, like this horrible place, and, like, it, 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 like, it does show how it takes a toll on the people around it for the characters. Yeah. I feel it's, I feel it's weird to just have this one character. He just came in as a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit throughout. Like. Uh, that's the thing. A lot yeah, of cops and I, corrections officers I know, but like, even, even are just like, people even, that want to beat the cops, shit out of people. Even those cops, they have families to come to, and like they're still pieces of shit in the end of the day. But like, it, it, like this character has no nuance whatsoever. Yeah, but I don't like. I don't need to feel sympathetic for this guy. I'm not saying to feel sympathetic. I'm just saying like this guy has so many scenes to basically say the same message. Oh, is that you? Respe- we're spending oh, okay. a long time on a guy that's one note. Yes, exactly. Mm. Okay. Okay. And, and so, <laughs> Electricor gets pissed at the goat guy that sent him to the Hellmoth to, like, talk to him about his kids. And he just starts beating the shit out of him while he's high and smoking his pipes. And he's like, I, like, I, I'm sorry, man, but, like, I gotta survive. And he's like, see, I gotta go sit with this mountain. I gotta go talk to a volcano. And she's like, what? Yeah. And, and Gupta talks to, because Gupta's thing is he's in debt to aliens on, like, the moon. And the lead alien there, her son, is stuck in prison right now. So he basically just has to make sure everything's nice and tidy for him. Make sure he's not having, like, a bad time here. Also, make sure he's not taking any drugs, too. Yeah, the son wants to yeah. get high. So he's constantly, like, telling him, it's like, what drugs you got today? What do you got this time? And, like, he brings out, he's like, the best thing I got is, like, virgins. And he takes out, like, princesses. Like they... humans. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and so he eats them. And he's like, oh, man, this is this is pretty nice. But give me the good stuff that you're eating. But, yeah, next. the main thing is because because the prince's mom is so powerful she wants him to be super comfortable but she's also like you know a big crime boss but she doesn't want him to be involved like you know involved yeah. in that so he's yeah. you know he like the whole book he's just like give me all the drugs and he's like no i'm not allowed your mom said yep. no i'll get some internal politics stuff with the the rest of the team yeah there's like four prison guards uh one of them's the asshole gupta one of them is the younger kid who's like hey i, I, I wish i could help you but like I, you know he, he's like the rookie you have one of the doctor the doctor who's we'll get into later but she's like <laughs> yeah a, she's a she's a kaiju lover <laughs> yeah. yeah in more than one sense of the word <laughs> yeah. and then i don't know who the other one okay. is we'll get it for it. Let's move on. The, the lady is the nicest one but anyway yeah. gupta, gupta yeah. learns that there's uranium s- somewhere around there and he notices like the the back the pods on electric back so he's like ah 
This is my ticket. Yeah. Yeah. You get a scene of the poor goat guy crying next to the volcano, saying you would, you wouldn't, you don't want to know what this mountain hears or does. And immediately, I'm like, okay, this is a rape implication because there's this giant mountain, and then you take this the weaker little guy, and he's not having a good time sitting next to mm-hmm. him. Then we just get a big exposition where Gupta goes to the moon and meets that the Alien. mom that we were talking about. And basically, yeah, yeah. that's just where they explain all the stuff that we said before. Yeah. And then he comes down to Earth. Uh, she wants to be the shadow. Oh, and she he's short on his debt, so she rips off one of his fingers. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, she wants to beat up the Mount Go, and that's where Gupta's like, no, don't beat the Mount Go. Give me your drugs, and I will uh, help you. If it seems like I'm kind of like scatterbrained uh, revising or looking over all this stuff and summarizing it, it's because since this is only season one, which is six issues, there's a lot of plot threads that don't necessarily go anywhere. So it's hard to decide on that's like, this is an important part to cover that comes up later, or this is just like a mean thing that happens that we don't like see again. Like the mountain, we don't really see a whole lot of anything with. Yeah, so like uh, issue three uh, uh, opens with a muck monster and a pterodactyl doing a rap battle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, get, they get interrupted by Mechagodzilla, and I was like, "Oh, this is just a throwaway scene." But later on, these guys come back too. Yeah, and and it gives us our insight into the Mecha clan, where they're like, uh, "You know, we're all brothers because you know, don't don't fall into the monster life <laughs> <laughs> and uh, interface with the cloud, and you can be have peace. You know, PC be with you." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So basically, they're the like born-agains of the prison, and I, I guess, like, the consensus is because they were built by humans to, like, fight monsters, and now they're in jail. I don't know. But, you know, that's, like, their whole thing. And we get some scenes... I don't even know why they bother converting, because, like, no, no no fucking monsters buy their shit. Like, I don't even know why they bother. <laughs> they, you have to try sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah. one day we'll have a world with uh, made of, like, that's completely rational and, and, and peaceful, and... Yeah. Yeah. And we see that now Gupta has been... Basically telling Electrogore that if you keep giving me your uranium like scales, I'll, you know, go find your kids and take care of your kids. And Electrogore keeps being like, Well, when are you gonna do that? We made a deal. And Gupta's basically like, I'll do it when I do it. It's just being an asshole. Listen, yeah. this here's the jungle, baby. You got no power, but this deal could work out for you. Yeah. You just stick to telling me what I wanna hear. And we so we get a little bit the two new uh the two like young nicer prison guards are uh mariko and jong and they're kind of like dating and they're very like oh yeah you know we'll do that a little they're, over time it, i don't that know if they're good. dating they're very like flirty with each flirty. other yeah. yeah well they're flirty but they're very like they're not like like jaded corrupt people they're like the Yet. nice new people the <laughs> yeah, idealist yeah exactly. which is which is the thing where i was reading through this book because there's so many times where it's like this person can kind of be nice where it's like gupta was being nice to him as he's being thrown in solitary then gupta's an asshole there's another character later that shows up that's very nice and then they're an asshole and i'm like this is just like the story where it's like everyone's bad and the people that aren't bad are the people that get abused but this is why i was also like uh that's why I didn't hate Gupta as much because I'm like, yeah. would Jong not end up like this in 30 years? Like, yeah. like I'm yeah. sure he would. But that doesn't make what he does right or no. I know, but I'm not. That's why I wasn't like he's such an unbelievable villain. I'm like this. He's, this could be a prison guard. Yeah, yep. but like I mean, that's a that's a real real thing. The like yeah. jaded, super corrupt prison guards that like just abuse the shit out of people. Yeah, you know? yeah that's I something know. that it's hard for our system to cope with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, we get the big meeting of like the big gang led by Ape Whale, and it's pretty much just there for him to just dunk on his kid all the time. This like <laughs> little... he's, he's talking about like their fa- the clan being destroyed by other gangs, and the kid's like lerp lerp goop goop, and he's like playing with the water. <laughs> he's a with kid, little... yeah. He has a little like yeah. shark toy that he's playing <laughs> in like the water, and he interrupts his dad to go, Dad, 
gloves. <laughs> and he's like, gosh, damn it, Wolfie, like a meteorite around my neck. You're pulling me to the bottom of the sea. Yeah. And, yeah. and so he does, this is when he, the little kid runs off and meets the, the imaginary, uh, maybe imaginary, maybe like an illusion, maybe whatever. Yeah. Uh, this fat little child that starts hanging out with him. Human yeah. child. Yeah, yeah, human child. And he's even like, how'd you get in here? And the little kid's like, I dreamed my way to this place. Does it matter? And he's like, I guess not. <laughs> Which again, going back to like us talking about what matters and what doesn't, we don't know whether or not this, like that doesn't get resolved that this kid is yeah. real or is a part of this this other the ape child ape god's oh, imagination yeah, like, i don't know what this is supposed to be analogous to like is the kids going crazy and he's imagining this is like his rise to power is all it definitely is the kid's imagination because he yeah. says later what's this drink and he's like i obviously couldn't have made this you did no but i was wondering like maybe like one of the other fucking monsters has illusionary that, that's why i was now. thinking too i was like it's probably like another because people want the the ape god dead and the, the little kid's arc is basically that his friend's like ha huh, let's play hide and seek and it's like haha how about we make this poisonous drink for your dad to drink and then he'll his tummy will hurt and it'll be funny yeah because he keeps saying like your dad's such a mean so mean to you if you give him a little bit of this leaf he'll Mm -hmm. be sick and then it'll be like a prank and then he won't be as mean to you for the day and he's like, I don't want to hurt my dad. But he's like, after he keeps getting dunked on, where he keeps being like, you fucking worthless sack of shit. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. like, maybe we give him a little bit as a joke. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I took it Phil's way too, where it was like a manifestation of his hatred of his dad. Well, but we don't yeah. know either way. We don't so. know. So then we get like uh, an interesting scene where it's the big robot Mechagodzilla talking to his creator. And he's with this, like, humanoid it's, it's, robot. It's, it's like a conjugal visit. Not conjugal visit. Oh. No. <laughs> not that. It's <laughs> a regular... Uh, yeah, just, visit. I think, a regular visit. Yeah, regular <laughs> conjugal Oh, my God. When Sly wanted to <laughs> visit me, I, I think it's what he meant. <laughs> <laughs> so, the thing that I find really interesting is there's this... his. Even though he's a giant mecha Godzilla, his big sister is this like small humanoid robot that was like the Mach one of the robots that this guy made, mm-hmm. and she's actually finally advanced enough that she wants to join the police, and he like gets the mecha Godzilla gets like pretty sad about it, and he's like, "You're gonna join like the oppressors," and I find that to be like a really interesting dynamic, but it yeah. doesn't really get followed up in this. But yeah. she is on the preview of the season two so i assume this is the main plot of season two um, yeah because Mecha, Mecha Godzilla is like he was created to fight godzillas basically yeah but um now he doesn't want to he's non-violent so it's crazy like you're a fucking failure i hate you yeah, yeah. he calls him a leaking heart yeah, <laughs> typical yeah. leaking heart response yeah, yeah. Just not the so only heavy-handed uh, reference. Yeah, there. there's a, yeah. a lot of it's pretty heavy-handed. But the do... parts were to see what this world would look like in the kaiju fighting part, where like they have the scene of Mechagodzilla crashed in the city and like this giant sword. I'm like, what? What do they fight these guys with? Like, <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just want to watch Pacific Rim. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. When I read this, I said I just want. I'd rather just watch a Godzilla movie, a Power Rangers episode. I'd rather watch. I'd rather just because I actually I was like I really liked the guards doing it to Ultraman, but then I'm like. But they're just abusing prisoners. Like I want to just see them fight monsters. Yeah, but that's I just mean, my that's my like what, like just your escape is like kaiju. Even though like I love Pacific Rim, I've never really had a interest in monster movies very much at all. So like I found this a lot more engaging than the average Godzilla movie. For me, I found it engaging, but it was so dark and bleak the whole time that I was like, mm. I I would just watch a prison show if I wanted to be this depressed watching me, me too. Like, reading I, this. I, I but for, I mean, for what it's worth, that is like this is the premise of the book. Yeah. You know, like, that's what he's going for. I know, but me and, I think me and Dara are saying, like, we would just watch a regular business show and not have the metaphors be so confused. Oh, okay. N- not just that. It's, for me, it's it's really the art being combined with all this stuff. Mm. It's just like, uh, I'm just, it's, it doesn't make me feel good. 
So then, speaking of not making you feel good, we get a scene of Gupta and Jong, the, like, you know, young, upstart, happy guy. They Mm -hmm. go to an island where there's been a monster sighting, and they're, you know, all, they're ultramanned up, and they fight and beat up this one monster, and then... One of them, they see a monster out of the corner of their eye, and Jung goes, freeze, freeze. The guy doesn't stop, and the monster's reaching for something, and Jung kills him. And yeah, he, like, like, blasts a, him with, like, his energy beam Decapitates or it with his energy beam. Yeah, so he decapitates it, and then he realizes that it was a kid who was reaching for, like, the monster equivalent of a Game Boy. Which is, which is, yep. <laughs> which is weird, like, because, like, that metaphor is obvious. Uh, you know, like, cops shooting first and killing young kids, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh... Like the monsters reach for guns that will make a like a ultimate react in this way. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Who knows what yeah. they fight with? And that's another thing they don't set up. I mean, we just saw rules. a big sword in the last scene. So yeah, like... but that, that's what the robot uses ideally. <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing they don't set up the, a lot of the uh, world outside as well enough. Yes, to make it clear. That yeah. that was one of the things like reading the first issue where I was like I I was getting to a point where I'm like I wish it described more beyond the just like hey we put you here because you're bad and you'll destroy us and you've been around for thousands of years I wish I was like what's the world like outside of it because we're only like tied down to all these people like it would have benefit a lot from just like a the flashback the, or something or like like that beginning paragraph blurb that isn't like. Electricor has been captured and sent here and said it's like the year is blah 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 the earth has mm. been take blah 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 I don't know I didn't yeah. really have any of those issues with yeah, that I, I, not- I have a uh, uh, big issue with the second Godzilla analog they have later on which they keep acting like he's a big deal but he only acts like a dick on page so I, I feel the same with you, Ryan. Like, I, I, I got this. I bought it. I wasn't sitting here thinking, it's like, well, what weapons do these kaijus use if yeah. they're reaching for Game Boys and they're afraid? Like, I, I was getting that. It was one of the things where I think I went into it because I wanted the kaiju stuff. And I got to this point where I was mm. just reading it as a prison story now. I think... Instead of overthinking, like, what weapons do they fight with or anything. Also, the think... Game Boys, while well, I assume they were more primitive than that, based on, like, the early stuff, where they were just lifting mount buildings and the uh the electric lives in the cave like it's i don't know I, for me it's it's, it's 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 more off-putting than it needs to be and weird i don't know <laughs> i didn't i i felt very engaged with it yeah. i think it's more that because like i think daryl you really hit the nail on the head with that though that it's like you were coming at it as a kaiju story Initially, and i was strictly yeah. coming at it as a prison satire so like i was like yeah i mean i again i i came over to your side and then i was like then i was just reading this as prison satire and that's why like that was there was part of me that was confused on the story because mm-hmm. i wanted it to be kaiju kind of still and sly and phil i presume are still kind of like looking at it like that I think that's that's very. We're like this doesn't like why would you keep them here in prison type of deal. I didn't realize that this guy got, who gets nabbed here is the villain like later on. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so he he kills this kid and basically Gupta then sets up the crime scene so that like it's not his fault, you know, and he like catalogs it and everything. Yep. And instead of a Game and... Boy, he's like, look, it was a communicator. Yeah. He was working for the Don down in prison. Good work yeah. finding it. And it's very, yeah. you know, they're planting the evidence kind of stuff. And Jung is just like really a big mess. And he, this, way... is the, this is like the start of his downhill psychological yeah. state. Cause he's just like, I killed the kid and he starts throwing up. And then he's like, I'm gonna, he can't take the fact that he killed this kid. Mm-hmm. And the guy to capture is this guy, a second Godzilla analog. He's the anti. He's the original Godzilla to Mechagodzilla's uh, original yeah. form, basically. 
Uh, and they, they, he's like a, s- a snitch or something on the other monsters. He's a state's witness. They literally call him that. Yes. Uh, so they act like he's heroic, but he just acts like a dick throughout the whole entire story. So. Mm-hmm. Do they act like he's heroic? I didn't. They get say like that you have to you have to save him. Like he's like. No, he's, I think the like, government. No. Yeah. The government. Uh, you miss. You completely misread that scene. <laughs> it's only so one line out of the whole fucking page. I have a right to fucking miss it. They don't fucking pull it off enough. I fuck no, you. No, but sure. what they say is he's he. So the the like head of you know the government or whatever calls him and it's like he's the linchpin in the state's case against the Don and the Makito gang in Hiroshima. And the warden's like, I understand. I'll make sure he's in protective custody and stays well out of the way of any rival. And they're like, No, no, no. That won't be necessary. I'm told that you're. Keyblock has a reputation for being very safe. I think it would be best if we just placed him there. I'm sure they take good care of him. So the implication the, the is they want on, him. To... The woman later on does defend him as a heroic figure. The woman? Yeah, the, yeah, well, the, the, that's... One, the doctor. She says that's like he's, he's a good person. You're bringing him down. So but yeah, the doctor is. Uh, but she has like the, her She's whole thing is that she falls. I know, in love but with like uh, I, I, I would assume that's a fucking fucked up shitty thing about this book. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> but okay. uh yeah so he th- they're setting him up to die in prison that they're hoping that the inmates kill him because they put him with the mecha godzillas yeah <laughs> but the mecha godzilla is working very hard to overcome his programming and not kill him i love i love they show his ui and it's like because they show him earlier and he's just like he ta- locks some people everyone's like a 10 percent threat all his stuff is off and then his ui when he sees the godzilla character is just like weapons free plasma shot charge doomsday option what, ready one like, of the things i appreciate is when they show it before everything's in like this light pastel blue and all the weapons are actually like they're dangerous looking like gravity easy triple zero the big hand but when he sees this guy the guy that he was supposed to kill before they all turn into even more dangerous weapons like the big hand becomes the hand of destruction Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the issue ends with him resisting those urges and walking away, and the Godzilla guy's like, "Yeah, that's right. Roll on home." Yeah, you piece of shit. Yeah, you cook. Yeah, <laughs> basically. And and we see the warden is trying to comfort Jung for like he's like, "Sounds like you had a bad day, but you know what? It's like that sometimes. You get over it." Mm-hmm. And that ends issue three. Yeah. So issue four. Oh, I forgot this where this issue this thing happened. Oh, yep. God, I, I'm glad I get to narrate this. Um, <laughs> So he, I'll do the, it if you want me to. So the reference before that, you stay away from the, or be, at least be careful in the waterfalls. Yeah, AKA the, the waterfalls, showers. Yeah. yeah. And Electric Gore meets the Godzilla, the the, the Godzilla uh, analog number two. What's his name? Zon. Zon. Yeah, they meet yeah. Zon in the waterfalls. And uh, Zon talks. He's basically about... just like talking straight with him. He's like, "You don't know what it, you know. It's good that you're careful. You don't know what it's like out there. You gotta stay one he- step ahead of the squishers, which are the humans." And he's mm-hmm. like, "Why are you here?" And he starts talking about him like it. Electric is like my my wife got killed. Like my my larva mama. mama got killed <laughs> the same way. There were a bunch of tanks. Now I gotta raise my youngins. And then he gets punched in the face, held down in the water, and then he gets inserted with this. Thing that's on Zahn's shoulder, so it's very clear what this analogy is. Yeah. yeah. But he basically it's not it's not just that he sexually assaults him, it's he makes a hole to rape him with. And it's really brutal. Not the not just that, that, it's that he specifically says that he needs to make more of his family inside yeah. of him. And the thing is at like we see him get held down and the I, I did really appreciate that we don't have to watch the actual scene it cuts away uh-huh. and like well that's the difference you know. between like a tasteful artist and even yeah. even what's weird is like it's still it's so weird because you have like all these like again the the silly monsters standing around and they're like goofy like shorts <laughs> as they hear screeonk yeah. and it's like ugh. Ugh. yeah <laughs> i mean i i took it as like 
I know I'm like big Mr. Defend This Book, but like I took it as effective because it's supposed to be super uncomfortable yeah. and jarring. Yeah. And like I think that even though like I, I completely understand and think it is an absolutely fair criticism to say the art really took you out of it. I was like, it keeps suckering me into thinking it's not going to be so disgusting and brutal. Yeah. That and it, it is. And like punches you. that gross feeling is what he's going for. Yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't think it would go here when I'm wrong. Yeah. I felt very uncomfortable reading, but that's okay. Yeah. Like uh, yeah. art, art sometimes should make you uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 I will, I will say uh, it does show this kind of does show the aftermath of this kind of well, it show like like uh, cuts to Alexa Gore being treated by a doctor. He uh, Alexa doesn't want to talk about what happened. The doctor's like, "I'm nice. I will take care of you. I'll treat you." Mm, that she cares. She cares about like all monsters very lovingly. She like and she even says like this kind of thing when it happens to monsters. You know, they're used to being big and strong and squishing everybody and like. When this happens to you, you know, it's easy to deny it because, like, it's, you know, and he talks about how, like, this is the first time he's ever felt, like, really small. And, like, mm-hmm. that to me was, like, very effective. Yeah, yeah. but then, it, it again, it, like, it just, the whole monster thing makes it so weird because she's, like, a monster, like a, like, a super kaiju lover. And she even says, as her hometown is being destroyed and, like, all her, like, townspeople are being murdered by this giant monster, she's like, I could tell, like... It's not his fault. He didn't want to be destroying my town. In, it's defense, just that... in defense of this comic, uh, even kaiju movies have a weird freak like this. They usually get killed by the monster later on, but they, they do have freaks like this in the movies too. That's true. But in a prison setting, I'm like, I, okay, so I guess her analogy is people who are like... Like Har- like, like Harley Quinn, like showing love with the Joker yeah. while being his doctor, yeah. like the yeah. prison freaks. Yeah. Okay. And that, like, and she even says, like, she wants to care for them and save them. And I'm like, and, like, even though that seems really weird to the monsters, but, like, it does have a history of monster movies. And, like, that is an archetype that we see. But it's, like, so the analogy then is, like, people who end up in prison, it's not their fault they end, like, you know, she, her, she's arguing it's society's fault that they ended up yes. criminals. It's, it's that she has a soft spot for criminals. Yeah. yeah. But it's, like, is it, it doesn't seem to be society's fault that he, except that the polar ice caps melted, you know, <laughs> like, that, that he's out. Like so, it's like it, Again, you're making I me think. think this you're is, making this me. You're, you're just you're thinking way beyond what the comics. Okay, doing. but then this this is this is a scene where I'm like, you make me feel less that it's society's fault that prisoners end up prisoners. Like because mm. oh, I not, see what you're saying. This monster is choosing to kill all these people. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, if the argument is supposed to be like something. Technically, people end up in he's jail. in here because he killed to save his family from like being caught by kind of like the. Police. No, no, I'm talking about the one in her flashback in her in her. Flashback. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, she's oh. like, I have to. I felt so bad for him destroying my town. And I'm like, okay. well, he did have an iron deficiency. Yeah, he needed to get food. He just came to the town. That's what. That's what he, that's, it's, it's, it's a fucking national thing where they feed on human beings. Like fucking prisoners don't feed on human beings naturally. It's a fucking weird analogy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Anyway. All right. So uh, we get a little more of King. Uh, not not King Jiang. Jiang's uh, fucking uh, subplot where he sings people to prisoners like hassle each other and he tries to break it up but and, and while he does so he comes in like super armored for him like the, you know like yeah. when they release action figure uh, upgrades of the uh, Ultraman stuff like that he basically shows up in that form yeah. subconsciously like with like yeah with like blades on his armor so then I'm like wow this armor like you like manifest yourself how you want to be I guess I mean his his plot is my favorite part of this book to be honest where like he is now like he's seeing himself jump to like hyper violence right away because he knows he like yeah. fucked up before and like that's a real thing mm-hmm. you know yeah, like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, uh so uh then gupta goes to check on little little uh, bratty because uh, earlier in the issue gupta was handing out uh the uranium balls again mm-hmm. yeah. and the he refused to give any to the prince 
Yeah, but the prince got, got some, his hands on your way, and he's fucking dead. Yeah, he he ODs. Yeah, he ODs. And so the group is like telling the nurse, like, stop treating that rape victim and help this fucking guy. Uh, and but he dies anyway. I love too how they're like, how, why did he overdose? It's like, oh, he's probably used to the depletium, depleted uranium. This yeah. is like weapons grade or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the, the go the go the go uh, uh, the go creator mate walks in on Lecture Gore and he's like, who did this to you? Uh, I'll, I'll fucking kill the guy. I'll, I'll get him for you, Lecture Gore. And mm-hmm. Jiang like, was like, no, you go, go back to your fucking son. He beats the shit out of He beats the shit. This guy's gotten beaten the shit so much in this comic. Yeah. And every time, too, he's just he keeps getting, like, high because <laughs> he has nothing and, else that he can do. And so when we said uh, she's a kaiju lover, after the fucking... Uh, she can't save the, the kid, uh, bratty kid monster, yeah. the doctor ends up fucking Zod, whatever his name is. <laughs> um, and so this is yeah, really he comes lockdown. over and she's like, you should be in you should be in lockdown. And he's like, yeah, but I'm here, right where I'm not supposed to be. You scared? And she's like, I'm not scared at all. And then they make out. And it's weird. Yeah, and you're like... It's really it's weird. Uh, really this, weird. Is where, this is where I was pretty sure I don't like this comic, but... Uh, uh, this is where Volcano says, zip lips. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's this next issue that I was like, this next issue takes a really wrong turn for me, and that's where I was like, okay, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'd read more of this. Yeah, uh, this, uh, this, this, this is where the beginning of, of of where I stopped liking it, and this is mm-hmm. where I solidify why I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> issue five begins with uh, John on his way to work. He's like, a, he's really just in a mentally bad place. And it's he, a traffic it, jam, but like, it's 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 a traffic jam where everyone has flying cars. Which is it's weird also weird because the first the establishing shot is like all these things just like flying, and you don't get a sense that they're on a, like they're technically like on a highway where they could crash into each other. You just see like all these flying things, and you're like, okay, and you're not thinking yeah. about that he can't get in an accident. So when I see him like hit this guy. I'm like, it took just took me a moment to be like, oh, I see. He like he hit a cop. Like he rear-ended it, the cop. Right, so he he rear-ends like a traffic cop. Yeah, uh, it's like the, they, that's, that stupid thing in sci-fi movies where everyone's in lanes, even though they're flying cars. But like, I, I think yeah. if, if you had flying cars, you would establish lanes. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's not lanes. It just looks like a drawing of yeah. cars, like suspended. Right. Yeah. There's no. It's, it's, there's it's no just, it's just a small, here. small thing. He rear-ends a cop, and the cop pulls him over, and he's like, "Oh, you're you're uh, a prison guard. All right, I'm on the job too. No big deal." And Jong's like, uh, "No big deal. Fuck you. Like, fuck you, piece of shit. Uh, you yeah. want to test me? You want to fight? Fight you, fucker? You want to see then, who's the bigger uh, man?" And then we get a, a cut. Uh, Kang gets a phone call, the warden, and you just see Jong in his giant Ultraman armor, like smacking planes out of the sky, yeah. getting just like blowing up shit. And again, I'm like, I just really want to watch a fucking <laughs> mech movie or something. Yeah. And then we cut back to uh, gorilla, uh, ape whale's son talking to a little boy. And little boy's like, really? You know, we should just, it'll be a fun little trick to play on him. No, um, he, he's like, he's, he's past that. Now he's like, I'm not going to be a friend anymore if you don't kill your dad. Yeah. And the <laughs> oh, guy's yeah. like, oh, and the fucking kid's like, okay. Well, no, just make him sick. He doesn't have to kill him. Yeah, I know, but, 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 but we, we all know that we don't. I know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We have some more. And, and, and the Ape God just comes, he comes in and he's just like, you worthless piece of ambergris, which is the way <laughs> of saying shit in this universe. Yes. He's yeah. just being a piece of shit to him. And then there's more of the, the doctor talking to Electrical. Amber, Ambergris is whale, uh, like, goo, like yeah. mucus. Yeah. So I assume since they're whales, it's like, yep. And so, yeah, he's getting more therapy from the doctor. And he's like, I'm not going to snitch, though. You know, I'm not never going to snitch. Yeah. And then later, she's like, uh, Electric Gore's like, you know what? I'll tell the doctor who it is. And he yeah, a different, a different person is walking him back to his like cell or his crater. And he's like, you know what? Can you give this note to the doctor? And it's that it was Zahn. Yeah. 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 Uh, we, we cut to 
Jong now in the middle of like he's surrounded by co- like Japanese Sentai cops yep. and crashed mechs everywhere. And the warden's like, "Hey, you had a pretty hard day, huh?" Um, and the warden basically uh, lets lets him um, talks to like, like the he, chief of police, where he's like, they know each other from the. They're both vets of some war. Yeah, and, and, they, and she basically gives her to come a break. Yeah, yeah, because there were, there um, were no casualties, so they just lost a lot of equipment. You know? And he also says, like, you know, if I remember when we were in the war, you know, sometimes you made mistakes and I looked the other way, mm-hmm. and it's very like, you know, for the boys in blue, we we make it go Simple away. Line. Yeah, no, yeah. For, like for real, that's what it's going for. Yeah, and I think I, that yeah. you know, like I think that that's yeah, literally. Yeah, I think that that I think that even though like it's so hyperbolic that it destroyed all these mechs, like that that's the point that they're very clearly delivering, and I think that that's an important you know an important point to make in a book like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we'll go back to the whale thing in a minute, but we cut back to Electrogore and the Doctor, and the so he wrote the note. It was Zahn, but Zahn wrote a note back. Which is just a comic depicting... No, no, it's like describing what... Yeah, it's a comic describing, like, what happened, but it's like... Okay, it's done this cutesy pastel style where everything's, like, chibi eyes, and it's, like, Electrocorpion, like, seeing Gon going, Ah, what a hottie! How can I get his attention? And in, like, small words, it's like, stay calm, I got this. Nor is me senpai, basically. So what yes. this is supposed to be is Zahn told the doctor that this was from Electrogor's journals. That this was him, like, this was how he really felt. Basically, just like, you wanted it, and now you're claiming that it was a rape. Yes. Right. And she's like, you know, you shouldn't, you could ruin his life like this. Like, he, he's, uh, he, you know. But he says, you want to tempt good monsters, anti-heroes, and lie and blackmail them for your own amusement. Like, they was trying to say, like, they think he's he's a good guy. And then she calls the fucking Lester Gore a battle justice warrior, which (laughs) which doesn't even seem like something a character like this would say. Which is Yeah, he's a social justice warrior. But yeah, like, I, I need to take a step back because that the little the the half page of the the cute note about um, Zon's side of the story about what happened is where I walked off on the story where I was like okay because I understand that like he w- really likes the the bleak humor in this of like you know you see the the analogs of like oh instead of getting high they just smoke a lot like they they chew on a lot of electrical equipment and stuff like this mm-hmm. but it's like r- rape is a really really tough thing to establish humor around and here it, like this whole page is just meant to be kind of like like we know it's bad because it's it's from Zahn's point of view but it takes it's just too much for me. Where I'm like, I think that's very fair. Yeah, like you're just making fun of the the fact they got raped, and you're supposed to laugh at it from kind of like Zon's point of view, not like, wow, this is really bad. It's like it's cute because Zon was portraying him so weakly and so pathetically. I agree with you because this journal is not at all necessary. Yeah. All she could say is he gave me, he, even if the dialogue was the same, of just like he gave me a page yeah, from the journal. Said, Zon said something it's like you came on to him or something that would establish everything yeah. we need and it brushes past a very weird very uncomfortable fact where a lot of like rapists claim that the people came on to them yeah, it's and like, like that's I, the, just a, the, that's yeah. a really weird thing to make humorous and the point that they're trying to make of like she doesn't believe him she thinks that he's just like trying to besmirch his good name and like it would yeah. work just as well it would work right. just as well it would work better I without I, I, th- I think well, that's the thing I hear about the scene the most is the di- her dialogue is that consistent of her character beforehand like this isn't like a character who uses a phrase social justice warrior. And second of all, like this is a real problem in real life where like a person yeah. who's attracted to uh, a rapist will like like sometimes a rapist will rape their own daughter, and the mother would refuse to 
uh, fucking believe it. Yeah. And when, when I talked about it, like an ultimate, how like when they have like, a scene of abuse and stuff like that, it feels very genuine. Like a, a person of abuse will will say this. This feels more like like a meme like attempt at what a, a person react like this. I I like think it's react. more that her character doesn't get established well enough yeah. that she would go from listening to him about the story to immediately flipping over because like she's head over heels for Zahn this entire time yeah. and in the next issue where she's just I love him he's like perfect it's like it gets into like this very like unstable strange territory but I, I do agree I feel like that going I understand why this like sympathetic doctor character would fall for this like alpha male like villain character like that trope makes sense to me but they don't establish her nearly well enough where this seems like a pretty hard turn that if they just spent more time developing her and zan i feel like yeah. it would be more effective and i feel like on top of it this is just like a personal thing with this story this story this guy's kids may have been eaten he's been just beating the shit out the whole time he was raped and now he talks to this doctor and then she starts like accusing him of all these things she goes up and starts like grabbing his shoulders he pushes her back and then she calls in the guards to like beat the shit out of him and this is where i was like okay this is like this story i don't want to keep reading it because i'm like you're clearly just going to torture this guy until the end of this series where yeah like he commits I, I, suicide I not... because he sees his dead eaten kids <laughs> That's not a spoiler. That hasn't happened yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to, you have to fucking give characters a little bit of a victory in between. Like exactly, this character just gets shit off all the time. Especially in some, it's not like I need like every story about prison. It's like, well, I want to see the main character get revenge and stuff. It's just like I need a little bit of reprieve. I need not every single person to be like an unfailing asshole at every opportunity type of deal. Like I need some pre some people like to be like I'll I'll try and help you out. That makes a lot of sense to me, and like looking back at it, I definitely feel more that way. But the reason why I didn't feel that way when I first read it is because like if you're gonna critique something as broken as the American criminal justice system, I did feel like giving that reprieve kind of would take away from how horrible this experience is for so many people, and like I took that as like it's in such a horribly corrupt system that like. The good guys, even like Zhang was like a good guy, is so broken by the system almost Which immediately. Which I'm, I'm fine when you use examples like that. It's just like, this is just like unrelenting. Like, as he's being dragged away after getting punched in the face by this guy, Zhang's sitting there watching all this, and he just winks at him while the main character cries. It's yeah, like, yeah. this is just really fucked up to the point yeah. where I'm like, like, I'm none of this is funny anymore this, this, yeah. this is this is like an anime where like uh, like if you watch like girl and you have to make him feel despair like absolute despair yeah but, like it's different doing that in terms of like uh, 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 absolute victory in combat versus you got raped and you will never get justice and i win <laughs> yeah like, shit. it's, it's well, just I mean, like yeah. no one instinctively wants to see that but I guess it's because, like, I'm so jaded with the justice system lately. Like, mm. specifically over the last couple months, I've, like, really started to, like, think about it a lot more and, like, get more involved with it as for a lot. I'm not going to get into that. But I guess for me, the cruelty was, like, kind of, like, so intentional because I felt like it was appropriately scaled. But, like, that's just a personal take, I guess. But okay. I, I get what you guys are saying. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily make it a, like, page turner. Uh, yeah, I feel like there could just be better ways to, to, to not maybe not better ways. There, there's more like tasteful ways for me to to portray the scene yeah, than like because that, this, this is so heavy-handed and dark. Yeah, there was one of the letters at the end that was like, can, "You're such a fuck for writing this and being so mean to these characters. Are you ever gonna give them a goddamn break?" I, actually, I was reading the letters at the end because I'm like, "What were the people saying?" And I, I'll, I'll get to this at the very end. I'll cover okay. it. Okay. 
this issue basically ends with the, the little kid poisoning his dad. Yeah, yeah, poison's dad. Dad explodes. <laughs> the dad literally explodes. So then the son's just covered in just intestines and blood in the middle of his father's dead body. And Jung, and uh, Jung just says, "Nope, I quit." That's yeah. Enough. He sees it and yeah. leaves. And the little boy that told him to do this is laughing in the corner. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, this is what I was saying about like you need some reprise. You don't need to be like, well, this is realistic, man. It's like it's just like, God damn. Like at least yeah. give me. Something funny, which issue six starts. With. I, I was, I, 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 just, I did think the the Jong scene worked for me. Like they spent yeah. all this time developing Jong, and they just, like, I quit. Fuck this. I'm not a character in the story anymore. <laughs> goodbye. Yeah. Issue six opens with Electrogore getting high with the two rapping guys. He's just he's smoking a lot of stuff, and these guys seem to be like pretty cool and chill. Yeah, I like these guys, but they don't like. There's not a problem. Like we talk about like unre- unrelenting cruelty. I like this comic a lot more if you cut out like half of it, like the Gupta scenes and like a lot of these, the, uh, <laughs> these guys have more of like these characters hang out with Electric Gore. Well, that's yeah. like, I'm definitely going to be reading season two soon because like it does seem like one of these guys, the like Marsh Monster, t- at least at the end of this becomes seemingly a more major character. So yeah. I'm curious how that continues. He's going to like suck his own dick and die. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> kind of thing, like Game of Thrones, the characters you like more, you want to appear less because you know someone's going to get like yeah. murdered or they're just going to get true. like shit on. Get out of there, hot pie. <laughs> so Gupta comes over and he's like, hey, give me more of your like uranium stuff electric ore and he's like here you go and it's it's not even like weapons grade it's not even highly enriched and he's like what the fuck is wrong with you realizes, oh you got raped and shit like fuck you give me better shit i don't give a fuck if you're in pain give yeah. me better shit yeah yeah he's, he's just being like super rude to him and then you at least get the high guy like saying up for him he's like hey man like hasn't this mon had a, a bad enough month and then yeah. Gupta's like, fuck you, I'm gonna search your crater. <laughs> My favorite scene here is the pterodactyl's like really goofy and it's like, please call me the terror of Pago Pago or whatever. Yeah. And when they're getting their their cell searched. Yeah, Gupta starts a cell search out of revenge for like casting him while he's And like, and the, the, the shitty pterodactyl who didn't do anything is like, it's all mine. And then the, the swamp monster is like, yo, be careful with that one, Kyodai. That's he's the terror of Pago Pago. Yeah. <laughs> and and he looks back and says, Thanks, Mon. This and that was the levity I needed, like that was one of my favorite scenes because I needed that at least once in every comic. It was like my like, favorite scene. Yeah. To be like, <laughs> okay, maybe like this world isn't like an unending like shit And also pile this is like one of the first times we've had other characters like humanized. Yeah. So like yeah. that definitely makes, you know, I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. And the electric core goes off and says, I don't know what's giving you so much hope, but I ain't got it. And then uh, all the, the the guys are talking to Ape God. Oh, the only other thing that happens in that scene is is the Marsh Monster is talking about how he was like rigging up their like vape oh, rig, right. I guess, yeah. through like some of the the force uh, field pylons. the force field pylons, and he says like. You know, I, I do. I can get us out of here because, like, before he was like, "I'm just sit around and smoke," and then he sees that like Gupta is just treating all his friends like shit, and he's like, "You know what, Electrogore, maybe we can leave." And that's when he's like, "No, I ain't got any hope. Don't worry about it." Mm-hmm. Uh, so we see the the kid uh, is now in char- the head of his gang now because everyone's like, "We don't know who to follow." Who to follow? So now they start following the, the kid, even though he's literally like a child. And uh, the, his imaginary friend, his quote unquote imaginary friend, is speaking to his ear, saying, "You fucking idiot, go tell him what to do." And the, the he tells them to them- start like accusing each other and saying like, "Who had problems with the." ape whale and stuff and they're like well we all had beef with him because we had to fight him to join and it's like maybe that's the problem then maybe you guys need to look into your other's past that's why i think it's an illusion because yeah. i don't think the kid would think on his own i think he's, he's yeah, why, yeah why would the kid want to destroy his own father's like whole thing yeah, yeah that's true 
And then he gets Zahn and the doctor, and Zahn gets the Game Boy from the de- that one dead kid, and he's like, thanks, and I'm like, fuck off, what do you want, like a 21 tank salute? Yeah, I realize you're a dick to her, too. Uh, yeah, and she's like, how can you do this to me, baby? I'm your girl, I'm looking out for you, it took two hours to get this. And he's like, get out of here. Yeah, and then, he's, he's off panel for like a, a second, she's like, <laughs> she's like, she's like, after him, he gets shipped in, in, in that fucking span of time, <laughs> yeah. which is fucking dumb to me. <laughs> Yeah, you get all Dragor thinking about finding his kids and getting them out of there to, like, escape and save them. Instead, he wakes up and he's still in this hellhole. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he looks at the, the one of the rapper guys and he's like, you need a big energy source to get out of prison, right? Will, like, six tons of re- uranium do it? And then it's shown through the, the, the security cameras that Gupta shivs on. Which I don't even get why he would it's, do that. It's to make Electricor feel safer so he makes better uranium. Oh, Which okay. is why yeah, I was kind of like, oh, this is an interesting, like, this is a good setup, like, structurally. Oh, I th- I thought it was so that he could get more money from the government because they wanted him dead. But your way makes more sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I thought. Yeah, that's why he talks to him in the beginning. And it's like, fuck it. That's why I was like, oh, this is this is a good, like, way to set up, mm-hmm. like, that kind of, like, that he kills him because he does have a good motivation for that. But then he gets caught by... The uh the moon. I, people. I, I viewed it as just a way to frame Electric War. Uh, well, this is. I mean, this is one of the things when it's the like last couple pages of the first volume. You know, yeah. we'd have to continue to find out why. I think that that's fine. Yeah, Gupta gets taken by the moon people and goes into a, a saucer and they fly off because the sun had OD'd. And then the Doctor, because Zon's bleeding out and stuff, and they can't stop it. She gets down really small, runs inside of him, and takes one of the arteries that's bleeding and closes it shut manually. She starts she like tie, she ties it up. Like, yeah, like, and she's like, "I and got you." She's gross. We're okay like, now, you baby. You and me, I and love you. She's like, "I love you, I love you, I love so, you so much." So much. <laughs> we don't even get a satisfaction of Zon dying. Fuck this yeah. Comic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then, <laughs> oh, god damn. Then as Electrogor is trying to get out of there, there's the hole that Gupta had poked in him. Like a, no, that Zahn had poked him. Zahn yeah. had poked yeah. him. There's that growth that comes out that he has to like throw on the ground and. Basically, she got pregnant and she takes the baby and, and not steps she. On it. This is like uh, yeah, whatever yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know what gender it is. He steps on the baby. abortion on panel. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So the sack comes out of his hole and his it looks like a lo- little Zahn fetus. <laughs> Yeah, and he steps yeah. on it and says, let's get out of this Red King hole. Red King, Red King is also the substitute for fucking, uh, yeah, yeah. it's a reference to yeah. the monsters in Ultraman. Mm. Yeah, mm. and so then they, a giant, like, nuclear bomb goes off. Yeah, because it was, because he was saving, he had a six-ton ball of uranium, and that's, they wanted to nuke the force field. The touch I like is that King was talking to his commanding officer about this stuff, and when he sees the bomb goes off, he immediately transforms into his armored form, and it blows up the entire house he was in. Yeah, oh, like cool. it is. It is really cool. Yeah. Again, the coolest stuff is the Ultraman armor to me. <laughs> and every time it comes out, I'm like, "This is cool." Then he runs over and he sees that like it has this cool like effect where everything's white after like the explosion. Yeah. Other mm-hmm. than the character, he runs over and he sees that their their the force field's been destroyed. And and pterodactyl is looking out from solitary, going, "Yeah, go, man, go." <laughs> yeah. And the rap one of the rappers and Electricor got out, and that's the end of season one. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> So that's Kaiju Max, Volume One. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I know Sly hated it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm glad. I'm glad because I was worried I was going to be the only negative one, and everyone would be like, "This is a great I comic." Was, I was fun. worried going into this that you were going to like it, and we were going to fight each other. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl was always saying, "One day we will agree, Sly." It took a, a Kaiju Max to bring it together. <laughs> I didn't. 
I didn't hate, there's so many instances of like there are good parts of it where we can be like, I oh, agree. this is smart. This is good. I like this. These yeah. references are nice. And he has letters to the editor at the end of his page. And one of the things I really like is he includes both in issue five and issue six, as well as like the beginning of issue four. He has people writing in and being like, the rape with the rape, you went too far. Like that was really disgusting and gross. And there's even this person being like, I'm going to enjoy like reading another comic rather than this one. And he says, no offense taken, like, he's tried his best to, like, handle it delicately. And that his goal is not to make the rape as entertainment. It's that, it, it, like, it provides, like, a conflict that they, the characters have to encounter and deal with. And, like, he brings up, he, I feel like he brings up good points in his rebuttal, even though I kind of agreed with the author, the writer of it. Yeah. But it's like, we, we're okay with, like, you know, drug addiction and, and PTSD and stuff and murder being taken, like, in comics, sometimes lightly. It, these things are things that humans encounter that are terrible, that are like emotional and psychological conflicts, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like this is definitely one of the reasons why I agree with you, Daryl on the like chibi cutesy journal page, because yeah. like, I didn't feel like it was taken lightly except for that half a page. Yes. And it's, it's tough too. Cause it's like you, you could make the doctor like love monsters and stuff and be like weird in her own way. But it's like that she loves the rapist. It's just like, you're going like really like, weird and dark there that she's like head over heels and for she tries him. to frame Alex go for attack she tries to attack Alex go and she tries to frame Alex go for attacking her now she's a straight up villain like out of nowhere yeah it, and it's and, and with like that page too like I, I I'm not against you doing terrible things to your main characters especially like when they're male like addressing this we see it so rarely where like a male main character is raped so it's like it's interesting when those subjects do come up and uh, like it can be very difficult for a lot of men they'll dealt with it but when it's when you're trying to combine it with oh, yeah, all yeah, this other clarify, like I, I want to clarify sorry real quick uh when i said uh called him an it that's because i wasn't really sure they do call him a dad yeah but i guess the male in that species is more he does act more motherly so i guess the male in his his monster mm. species is more motherly yeah, because he's the one nursing and, and stuff like yeah. that. I yeah, the monsters don't have, like, strong genders either way that yeah. they've shown. Like, they show his son and his daughter, and I couldn't tell which one was which. And one of the things I was listening to, I was reading a study the other day about, like, how often sexual assault in prisons comes up in media. And mm. it's, like, the vast, vast majority of it is it's a punchline. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is a huge, huge problem because, like, mm. you know... You could say whatever you want about criminal justice issues. I feel like my opinions are pretty clear on this episode, but like there's still people that like are, you know, in the custody of the state and to make their sexual assault to be a joke, which our society does constantly. constantly. It's that is such a a horrible horrible thing that like just I feel like like and like you know when we were edgy teenagers like that was a thing like don't drop the soap and all that stuff and like yep. having him talk about this seriously and like even especially having people that didn't feel like he handled it well printing their letters and responding to them i think is a huge deal where like you know especially like he's a guy writing about sexual assault and even though it's about a man you know like you know like it's weird you know like we're not the ones as affected as women are and in in prison i think no uh, i know i'm saying but like in general an issue like that generally when guys are talking about it it's not as you know it's important that like you address the pushback and be public about like you know i this is what i tried to do if i fell short i apologize i think that's that's important and like you know Mm -hmm. that i like that a lot i have the trade so i didn't see these letters (laughs) oh okay well they're 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 pretty good and it makes me it gives me like kind of like faith that xander cannon's he's not like a shitlord like you can obviously reading this it's like okay like this guy has really good intentions and stuff it's just like 
when you misstep on these serious subjects, the missteps can be really big and it can be like really like mm. uncomfortable. I I, I, I felt I was... worse reading this than I did reading like any of Alan Moore's that stuff. Mm. I, I will say I uh, uh, I do think when when they show him being like after the fact after the actual rape yeah I, I think that stuff is handled really well talking to the therapist and, yeah I agree I agree yeah. and I think I think overall I came in like ready to say I don't like this comic but I was I was also going to say I think this com I don't think this comic is uh, is terrible I just think um it's a bit too much for me uh, yep. it doesn't work fully work for me I can see a lot of people liking this comic yes yeah what about you Phil I didn't really like it unfortunately I I I kind of like basically exactly what Sly said where I'm like I didn't dislike it but I didn't want to read more I didn't want to keep reading as I was reading so it's like one of those things where I'm like I don't dislike it enough that I'm like this is shit like, like yeah when we, when we talk about Mark Millar I will I will defend his shittiness to the death like he he's I think he's he writes bad things um I yeah. don't think this was bad but I did not like it mm. I did not like reading it mm. I did not want to read more um, and it's like weird because like, so I said I was uncomfortable and art should be uncomfortable or whatever. Yeah. Um, but like, okay, watching Black Mirror episodes makes me feel uncomfortable and sick, but I want to see more because it's like yeah. a, a discomfort about the human condition or whatever. <laughs> Whereas this, I'm like, I think it's just a little too... Everyone has their own, th- everyone has their own thresholds over uh, what yeah. is bad enough to make you not want to keep watching anymore. And everyone has different... Uh, ideas of mm. like everyone gets engaged by different things and concepts naturally mm. so uh, uh black mirror like seeing dark futurology uh might make you want to keep watching despite the horrors you're witnessing but this this might not have hit the same niche for you especially yeah. because i was like this is literally like just a regular prison story where like yeah aside from the monsters i've seen this a thousand times where like yes there's an abusive guard there's a rookie who gets jaded there's rapists and murderers and then some not rapists and murderers who get raped it's like mm-hmm. it, it's uh, what is it trying to do differently Bes- yeah other than the just... kaiju theme yeah i guess that that might be why i was more engaged with you by you guys because i have spent like a lot of my life like adjacent to the criminal justice system and like i've avoided prison shows and like haven't watched like any Mm. of them and like usually in comics it's just like the cops are the good guys and criminals are in jail Mm. and like that's i find that to be like really problematic and i also like don't really care about kaiju movies so i guess like going into this to me it didn't feel as derivative as like i and i i totally understand why you would feel that way like all your guys points are super like they make a lot of sense to me it's just like i've never seen oz i've never watched like i've never seen orange is the new black you know like so seeing it as like a note for note but this time it's monsters i understand why that doesn't work at all it's funny because show, a show like The Wire, where the cops are kind of the main characters, actually makes me like cops less. Yeah. Whereas most prison stories makes me like cops more because I'm like, most of these people are legit shitheads. Like, yeah. you have you have the... the like <laughs> Zun said, should be in here. <laughs> yeah, like, so yeah. many of these guys should be in prison. Like, yeah. you have the few that, like, Electric Gore and then the, the rappers. Like, I'm like, okay, uh, they're the probably here on goat. plot charges. <laughs> Right, they're, they're all, all the people basically in Electric Wars crater and adjacent. Are yeah. Right, they're they're crater. basically like w- the people who are in there for like weed, smoking weed, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, you shouldn't be in jail. But the majority of these guys, I'm like, fuck them. Like, yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I brought up at the beginning. Like, do you think these kind of stand-ins are effective? Like when you have like you know like in cartoons like dogs instead of people, and like this is you know like that kind of thing, and like. 
I see why if you make them big monsters that literally kill millions of people, the metaphor, I see why it falls apart for you guys. Yeah. We're like, I didn't really give a shit about it, yeah. you know, but that, that really makes sense to me. And I think that's very fair. And on top of it, he has uh, Xander Cannon includes there's three issues that have like three songs that go on for like multiple text that's, boxes. too. Yes. That I was like, because it's just songs that with like words changed out for like other like kaiju terminology. And that's again, that's where I, I get off the boat where I'm like, oh, okay. Th- that seemed like it was a soundtrack for the future movie adaptation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For me, it felt like that was the, that's his like, that's actually his passion is just finding these words and changing them out. And he was like, he's tickled <laughs> by the prison premise where he's like, I'm just going to do it in prison because it's like, that's kind of interesting, right? He was a really big fan of Madlibs back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, okay. Thanks, David, for having us read this. Yeah, so I didn't like it more. But, yeah, it was uh, interesting. Yeah, it was a good suggestion for, like, in terms of... I mean, I think it's a great book for the show. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like, that's kind of... We want to take, like, these controversial and, like... You know, and noteworthy comic books and comic yeah, it was, history. it was very yeah. different from, like, everything yeah. we've been reading for a while now. And this is one of the things that makes indie comics a lot more interesting to a lot of people, is that, like, yeah. you're not going to get this at Marvel. <laughs> yeah, you oh, know? yeah, definitely. And, like, that, this is... Things no, like no only... you only get, like, a son impregnating his mother to birth himself. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, but, like... <laughs> you know, family-friendly stuff. Like, Oni and Image and, like, companies like that, they exist for writers to be able to tell more ambitious stories. And, like, a lot of indie stuff is super weird and doesn't work for me. And some of it really does, you know? And, like, mm-hmm. that's... I think that I, it's an interesting book to cover. Mm-hmm. I also... Uh, uh, it doesn't always work for me either, but I do like uh, indie books a lot for being able, being willing to have even, like, drastic tonal shifts and even yeah. art that doesn't match the, the tone necessarily. Yep. It's because uh, there's so many so much safe material out there. I do like yes. that there are independent creators who are willing to do things that don't necessarily work, but at least they're different. Yeah, it's worth yeah. it to try stuff like this because it might work for you, even if, like, a vast majority, like, the mainstream might not enjoy yeah. something like this. Yeah. So I don't have any... Uh, appropriate segue out of this very serious episode so short call for gonna... loud listen to that episode <laughs> well yeah i did yeah i did mention them but i do want to specifically mention two other shows on the flying machine network because they're very related and i think they're a lot of our audience might be really into it the most recent episode of the flying machine content channel was all about the final fantasy 7 soundtrack and like how it uses theme and atmosphere to really create like this great experience throughout the game mm. and in the same vein, the new episode of Stranger Still interviewed one of my uh, favorite musicians, Grant Kirkhope, who composed all of Banjo-Kazooie and GoldenEye 007 and Donkey Kong 64. And they talked to him about the history of video games, how he got involved in writing video game music. And, like, if you know Banjo-Kazooie, you know how good and fun that music is. So you should listen to it because Grant's Kirkhope's a super a really smart cool guy. guy. Yeah. 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 And it was a great episode. So all of those can be found at flyingmachine.network. And... You know, if you would like to suggest future episodes, you should join our Patreon, patreon.com slash flying machine. That's, you know, that's, those episodes are a lot more fun than this one. I felt, I, I'm not saying this one was bad, <laughs> but I would not consider it fun. Just like the book is labeled as humor and we are labeled as a comedy podcast. And, you know, sometimes those things don't line up. Yeah. I mean, s- sometimes this book was funny, I guess. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's in between things that aren't that funny. <laughs> or yeah. it can be funny if you're a psychopath. If you're Mark Millar, you make good kick out of his yeah. book. Oh my god, on funnies. Oh. <laughs> you would. You would. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for listening to Divisive Issues. I've been t- headed to the flame. I've been having a conjugal vision of my creator. <laughs>
I've been the terror of Pago Pago. And I've been Red King mad at this ambergris book. Stay in continuity. I give you the incredible flying machine. <laughs>